I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, I've got a duo called Beacon who are making an intoxicating electropop with strains of R&B, EDM, and space music. Their latest album, Gravity Pairs, has some great stories behind it, including the influence of a 20th century man named Walter Russell who created his own cosmogony. Before we get to that, I want to remind you to drop us a review on your podcast provider like Apple Music. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, which comes out just about every week with great artists and interviews. And now, let's shine a light on Beacon. A lot of great musicians have come out of art schools. David Bowie, Keith Richards, Chuck D., Lady Gaga, and the Talking Heads all started out studying visual arts. The duo called Beacon has followed that tradition. They've released three albums since 2013. Their latest is called Gravity Pairs. Thomas Malarney III and Jacob Gossett are in the Echo studio having just completed a live session. Malarney sports long dark brown hair past his shoulders with a matching dark brown beard that makes him look like D'Artagnan. Gossett sports more of a preppy look with short brown hair, a less manicured beard, and a short sleeve sports shirt. Pratt University in New York City was the birthplace of Beacon. That's where Malarney, now just into his 30s, and Gossett, now 36, first met. We met on the first day of class, actually. We had a you know, handful of classes together, um, and we kind of just, you know, we connected on the, art, on the art side of things immediately and worked on a bunch of things throughout Pratt. We started a, an art magazine there, you know, right towards the tail end, actually. We, uh, we started playing around Brooklyn a lot. It makes sense that as art students, it would also gravitate toward the artier side of music, including bands from before they were born, like Suicide. Who's That's like an art school, you know, that's an art school find or an art, like, you know, bonding over people in school about music like, I mean, Devo and Suicide and stuff that was rich with um, aesthetic. You know, I mean, you could relate to it from what we were really learning and steeping ourselves in 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 art school with a band like Suicide. And, you know, it's critical to us as we've gotten much deeper into making this music and making it from a lot of different perspectives, we never want to lose that perspective. Some of those influences are more ephemeral, while others are more direct, like the Boss Stomp Box Malarney uses to process his voice. That pedal's been there since the beginning, and that, that's kind of my freak-out pedal. And like... But there were also more contemporary influences. I think a couple of acts that stand out for me from that time period is Underworld. Boy, 
like becoming obsessed with Underworld and kind of looked like us. It was a two-piece with vocals and just really rich and dynamic electronic music. All of that crashed into a love of R&B, including Motown. My father was really in the Motown, <laughs> so that was uh, constantly playing in my house. Oh, there were some spacey elements in Beacon's music. Gossip comes to electronics through hip-hop. I think like a lot of like early hip-hop production, um, you know, I, I feel like the actual electronic production side really just came out of like discovering new new tools that I have never really touched before. These were all very fresh, like fresh things for me. Beacon's lyrics aren't your usual love songs. Malarney, who writes the lyrics, is trying to make sense of the world and tie it all together. You can hear that in the lyrics for the song On Ice, which draw from his early religious background with lines like, And on a lonely walk of faith, I want your light in the same place. I think I pull from that imagery a lot because I did grow up going to church, and there's so much drama in and theater in, in church. It's really ripe for lyrics. My Organ is another song that seems to come from a spiritual place. The video for it is even set in a church. The lyrics definitely uh, inspired the, the setting. You know, I always thought the, the kind of original drum beat for the track too had this kind of like, um, like with his vocal, had this kind of preacher kind of uh, aesthetic to it. So we kind of just leaned into that for that video and ran with it. Malarney doesn't follow the church or conventional Christian religion anymore, but he's still a seeker. He became enamored with the work of Walter Russell, who was a 20th century Renaissance man involved with visual arts, music, science, philosophy, and literature. He also had his own cosmogony to tie it all together. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly trying to bridge something coming out of uh, all the advancement in science that's happening at the time. The way that I took his writings and his sort of philosophy, probably the safest thing to call it, is, was him trying to bridge the elements of religion that maybe he grew up with, and then all of this, all the advents that were happening via the scientific method, and trying to order those things together. And this is where the title, Gravity Pairs, comes from. I think the quote was, all matter is created by dividing gravity into pairs. And I read that, 
and that gravity payers bit really stuck with me and nagged me. And that's kind of all you can go off sometimes if something just lingers. Malarney writes lyrics to the music track, so sometimes the words just seem right with the sound, like losing my mind. The song as it existed uh, in the original demo had some of the parts, like had some of the progressions, piano progressions, that ended up making it into the final song. But that last progression, um, You're What's Left on Losing My Mind, it was, was, the, was not a part of it. So that was just a p- the, the piano moment. And I remember like being in the studio and those the descending chords in that part coming out of me and it was like like hitting it really hard like and just felt like this is where the song needs to go and you know that I remember that like the calculations running of how that could work and the song happening in real time and the feeling like that's where the, that's where like the song uh, was resolved. The lyrics followed that. I wanna see this through. I wanna know it's you. And if you come home, it's right on time. The moniker that Thomas Malarney and Jacob Gossett have chosen, Beacon, seems like something that should have been grabbed a long time ago. That's amazing. <laughs> we have the trademark, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah we locked it up. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, it's, um, it comes from Dia Beacon, which is the museum in upstate in Beacon, New York, which is just this mecca of um, earth art, sculpture, and all the stuff I was into in school. Yeah, no one took it as a band name. I mean, they, they try. They did a lot of um, Christian artists. Yeah. But we are trademark strong. <laughs> So is their music. Beacon's latest album is called Gravity Pairs, out on the Ghostly International label. Don't you go looking for me. You can get a hold of the Beacon album Gravity Pairs at echoes.org. I'll have a link for you in the posting for this podcast. I'm John DiLibretto. Thanks for dialing up the Echoes podcast. See you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country, or online right now on Echoes.